Victory Opens Wide Her Door by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. End-time truth is being sounded across the land to harvest God's people. He is gathering those that are seeking truth and looking for a light that will guide them out of the world and into God's kingdom. These are ones that understand Satan's thinking is the origin of the world's knowledge and choose to search for God's knowledge instead. Wisdom is at the same time searching for this same remnant of humanity. She is looking for the children of oil, God's living menorah, ones her truth can shine through to make the way to God's kingdom clear. She can comfortably find her home in them, you see, and can with confidence be sure they will accept her counsel. She knows they will choose her advice over their own intellect on behalf of creation. Their spirits have clearly heard the trumpets blowing direction on the wind. They solemnly heeded the warning of judgment heard from a physically unseen mountain and city. Carnal or natural Adam, referring to those not born again and spirit-filled, those that have not had their spirits awakened, cannot hear or begin to envision God's mountain, city, or his people. To them, seeing is believing, and they therefore completely miss God. The Lord, who himself is a spirit, for the most part addresses men through their spirits. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14 tells us, But the natural man, those not born again or baptized in the Spirit of God, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, can't see them, nor can he know them. Here is why. Because they are spiritually discerned. Those not born again have dormant spirits. So we can see People assimilated into the world and molded to the image of its founder have little hope of a real relationship with God, who is a spirit. Nor can those addicted to the world's pleasures have much chance of understanding the spiritual realm. Their flesh-driven minds are open to the voice of the enemy, and he will surely draw them away from God. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 warns, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 8 shows us why the worldly ones fail when they obey the voice of their soul man. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways my ways, says the Lord. The ways and thoughts of God are from a different kingdom and not comprehensible to those raised in the world. So those that want to see salvation and restoration or are seeking a closer relationship with God must be born again and touched by His Spirit to awaken theirs. As they are taught truth, they must do their best to bring their thoughts and actions into alignment with God's will and law. The eyes of their spirits will then open and enable them to see God's kingdom, mountain, city, and people. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 18 and verses 22 and 23 describes this spiritual phenomenon. 
for you have not come to the mountain that may be touched. It is not physical, and that burned with fire, and to blackness, and darkness, and tempest. That mountain was for the Adamic race, led by their soul man. But you have come to Mount Zion, and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, all seen by our spirits, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, who are registered in heaven. God records the birth of his newborn children. To God, the judge of all, to the spirits, see it, of just men made perfect. This mountain and city were designed in heaven and is manifested to earth through God's trained people. Luke chapter 17, verses 20 and 21. Now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation. You cannot physically see it. Nor will they say, See here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. In the same way that your soul man can be taught or told something that your mind can envision from this world, your spirit man envisions the things taught or told to it concerning the spirit realm. John chapter 3 verses 5 through 7 says it plainly. Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water, the waters of baptism, and the spirit, our spirit is born again also. He cannot enter the kingdom of God can't see it or envision it. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. We are born again and in God's image. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. Something else we must understand. When we are born again, it is not all a bed of roses, so to speak. The more we mature, Greater is the enemy's hatred towards us. Verse 8 explains why the new species, ones that crave truth, are God's light bearers and dedicated to spreading the truth to others are unfairly misunderstood and disliked by the world. You see, the carnal man cannot understand their walk with God, their desire to be righteous, or their will to please God. In fact, They do not understand the spiritually reborn at all. If people understood the mission of the children of God, which is to see all creation restored, no more sickness, pain, or death, they would perhaps help them, not hate them. John chapter 3 verse 8 says, The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. These led by their spirits react to life's challenges according to the leading of their spirits, so are not understood by those led by their soul man according to what they see and hear from this realm. 1 Peter chapter 4 verses 3 and 4 and verse 14 reveals the result of listening to our flesh. For we have spent enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles. Time to change. 
when we walked in lewdness, lusts, drunkenness, revelries, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. In regard to these, they think it strange that you do not run with them in the same flood of dissipation, squandering of money, time, resources, immoral actions, etc., speaking evil of you. Again, they do not understand the children of the wind. If you are reproached for the name of Christ or your belief based on God's truth, blessed are you, for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part, he is blasphemed. Serious sin to blaspheme God. But on your part, he is glorified. Ironically, those that are reproached by man are the very ones chosen by God for the church glorious, God's bride. These are actually criticized by the world for trying to change their carnal traits that have been shaped and molded in them by the world's knowledge. God's children wish to revert back to God's nature. They want to be like Adam and Eve before they fell from Father's kingdom into the nature and control of Satan and his world. For instance, Adam did not know anything about lust or perversion before eating the fruit from Satan's mind. Let us look at Genesis to see how fast his nature changed. Genesis chapter 2, verse 25, before the fall. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. They were innocent, loving, spiritually minded creatures. They were spirits that had a soul like their father, but lived in a body. Their focus was therefore not on their bodies. Like an astronaut is very busy inside his suit. The suit is just what adapts him to space. Likewise, our bodies in the beginning were what adapted us to live on earth, but life was guided by our spirits. So, although our bodies are wonderfully made, they are not to be our main focus, nor were our lives to be guided by them. 1 John chapter 2, verses 16 and 17 shows us what happened. For all that is in the world that they fell into, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. All this was foreign to them. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God, which is none of the above, abides or lives forever. Genesis chapter 3 verse 7 shows us Adam and Eve after the fall of man. Then the eyes of both of them were opened. They saw evil, experienced lust, and they knew that they were naked for the first time, aware of each other's physical bodies. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. They were ashamed at what they had become. Mankind today, however, is quite comfortable with all this. Maybe we should ask ourselves, have I, like Adam and Eve, filled my mind with the fruit of the world's knowledge? Which tree have I eaten from in order to determine if my traits are a fruit of the tree of life or the tree of good and evil? Remember, 
The fruit of the tree of good and evil appeals always to the taste of those led by their flesh. You see, God designed our bodies to telegraph through our flesh what is going on in our surroundings to our spirits so we could determine what actions to take. When we're not born again, or even if we are, and we're still being fed by the world, we react from our soul man. Galatians chapter 5 verses 19 through 21 gives us a list of the fruit from the tree of good and evil that appeals to our flesh and destroys our bodies. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, hardly anyone gets married anymore, fornication, not even seen as wrong by today's standards, uncleanness, the opposite of unclean is modest. God says to stay away from the unclean. Have you looked at the world's clothes lately? Lewdness, idolatry, anything you think of more than God, sorcery, horoscopes, mediums, etc., hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, anger and hatred are major spirits in control of the worldly, selfish ambitions, those that build their own empires rather than the kingdom, dissensions, critical natures, heresies. There are many false doctrines in the world's church. Envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Thankfully, fruit from the tree of life will cause our knee-jerk reactions to be godly and reshape our natures so our personal traits are in line with God's will. Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 through 23 reveals this wonderful fruit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, the very first fruit, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such fruit like this, there is no law. When we break the law of God, the enemy has a crack to come in through and attack. He wants to kill and destroy our bodies so he can possess the earth for himself along with those that follow him. Sorry, the earth was given to God's children. Psalm chapter 115, verse 16. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. See why we need to both eat and produce good fruit? Besides, Jesus gave his life to ransom us from Satan. He jubileed us, so the earth and all creation legally has to be returned to us also. So, our body suits must be restored for us to claim Christ's victory and restore, repair, and renew the planet. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 13 Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens, no rebellious angels, and a new earth, no rebellious people, in which righteousness dwells. Many ask, so where is a church that teaches these things? 
One lady wrote in that everyone in her area seemed to be in a spiritual coma. How sad. Matthew chapter 7, verses 16 and 17 shows us how to recognize the true church and God's people. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. This is law. No evil, not even gray areas, are to be accepted, especially in the lifestyle of those in leadership positions. The world's church has so let God's prospective people down, not only morally, but spiritually. The leaders see to it the new ones are born again, but then leave them virtually alone, with no guidance or truth that prepares them as God's bride for this end time. Fed only the moldy bread of yesterday's revelations, they go unchanged, undernourished, and still feeding on the world's knowledge. In fact, most of the churches available to man today are ones founded strictly by men through their intellect. The world's churches have become political and big business. It's largely about money. They preach what tickles ears to take up big collections. We, for the most part, are better off reading the scriptures at home with the Holy Spirit as our teacher and let Him lead us to the people He has been training to help humanity in this end time. John, chapter 14, verse 26, shows us the best teacher there is. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. This means every relationship, be it business, personal, or a church affiliation, that is not completely godly, will fail. Don't touch. Don't taste of bad fruit. That is law. Immorality comes wrapped up in a beautiful package to lure mankind, but it is wicked. The good news is, there is an earthwide family of God, ones that love and crave truth that God is gathering to establish His kingdom, refurbish the earth, and soon bring restoration to creation. Romans chapter 8, verses 19 through 21 speaks of them. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that we could one day see the need for God to intervene as we can do nothing without him. But the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption, won't have to die, into the glorious liberty of the children of God, his family. At this point in time, the children of God are as invisible as the mountain and city they dwell in spiritually. But one day, the house of David will be completed, and the body of Christ will rise in power and glory to spread the contents of the scrolls across the earth and lead God's people to restoration. Acts chapter 15, verses 16 through 17 speaks of this place of direction and guidance. After this, I will return. 
intervene? And will we build the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down, became a part of Babylon? I will rebuild its ruins, and I will set it up. Here is why. So that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord, even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who does all these things. God will not forever tolerate the mess this world is in and the effect it has on his people. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 11 through 13 speaks of the completed body of Christ. And he, Jesus, himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. This is how they are to serve. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, the last Adam, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, the completed body of Christ. Closing Thoughts Look for a people that believe every scripture from Genesis to Revelation is of God and beneficial for our spiritual growth. Look for those that adhere to God's plan for us to rest at the end of the week instead of the first of the week. Search for ones that believe one day we will pass over from time to eternity. Repentant ones that not only died in Christ's death at baptism, but resurrected to new life through His resurrection and were touched by His Spirit, the first fruits of a new species of man. Hunt for the light bearers, the children of oil. They will be found sounding the truth from God's mountain as dwellers of Zion and New Jerusalem. Look for the eighth-day mountain children, rejoicing in the law, and you will have found David's tabernacle and the real body of Christ. As the world's knowledge fades from your mind, wisdom will find her home in your heart, and one day, hopefully in the near future, robes of incorruption and immortality will be placed on our bodies. As we unite as one, Jesus and his body will step out of time into eternity, and the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdom of our God as victory opens wide her door.